the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoshio on AM 560. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast, hold on to your toupee, small children, and trash can lids. Very windy, in other words. Cloudy, that's going to change over the next few hours. Sky should be clearer tonight. Low dropping to 28, although with the wind, feels a bit colder than that. Tomorrow's sunny, high 46. Friday on the cloudy side, but up to 57. So the roller coaster continues. And actually, into the weekend, it's supposed to be a lot colder back into the 30s and 40s. Flyers uh, rebounded from their loss on Monday. Beat Minnesota last night 5-4. James Van Riemsdyk, a couple of goals. They were actually down 3-1 and rallied to win. So nice job by them. Sixers in a tight battle with the Boston Celtics. Lost 1-12-109. Phillies, pitchers and catchers. First workouts going on. And uh, a much warmer environment in Clearwater. They actually agreed to... Uh, Four-year extension with Aaron Nola, their ace pitcher, which is a good thing, and a club option for a fifth year. So just like the Sixers have been making moves to shore their team up and their core, as it were, Philly's doing that with Aaron Nola. And in football, the Baltimore Ravens have a deal in place to trade for Joe Flacco, according to Adam Schefter, who does a lot of the inside reporting for ESPN. Uh, so Ravens will be trading them to the Denver Broncos, but they can't do it for a few weeks yet till the new league year starts up. WFIL has uh, a couple things to run by I want to tell you about, and then we'll get into our program. We have a ministry of the month during February called A New Beginning. That's with Pastor Greg Laurie. He has a long history of ministry, and including this market with the Harvest Crusades. Every weekday, we're drawing a winner of his new book. It's called Jesus Revolution. You're welcome to get yourself in the running for that. And kind of like the price is right, when you know you, the earlier you get in, the more opportunities you have to, to compete for the prize. So if you haven't yet, not too late. But we are drawing winners every day. So jump on board at WFIL.com for that. We also have weekly prize bundles. The program itself, uh, you can catch with uh, Greg Laurie, is weekday mornings at 10, but also in the evenings at 7, coming up in a few hours from now. Uh, The other thing we have going on, among others, on our website is a giveaway with Casting Crowns, a big Christian music group. They have uh, a getaway giveaway we're doing in conjunction with them. Two different trips you could win. One is to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., which is very cool, or a getaway to see Casting Crowns in concert in Minneapolis in April. Uh, There's also a complete Casting Crowns CD library we're doing, including an autographed copy of their latest CD, Only Jesus, and some just individual CDs to hand out, too. So as my mom used to say, uh, my mom, it's funny, she passed a few years ago, but she would say, you know what they say? And then my dad would be like, who's they? So anyway, as they say, if you're not in it, you can't win it. So get yourself to WFIL.com when you get a chance. Get in that Casting Crowns getaway giveaway and also uh, enter the Ministry of the Month contest. We have uh, some Wawa and Duncan stuff to hand out today, gift cards, just enough to cover a few coffees for you in the cold weather. 
800-560-WFIL is our number, 800-560-WFIL. In fact, we sprinkle those out through, you know, throughout the show. want to make sure we get that in today. So if you want to call right now and win one, give me a holler, 800-560-WFIL. We uh, have a tight schedule today. Loretta Swit from uh, MASH, you may remember her, Major Houlihan, actually going to join us for a few moments. She's doing a radio tour, so we, we are you know, given six or seven minutes. Not a lot of time, but we'll uh, have her on. She actually has a new book out we're going to talk about a little bit, and uh, that's coming up momentarily. Also author Daryl Dash, who has a book called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. Uh, he'll be checking in as the hour progresses. So, A lot to do, a lot to time out. We're looking forward to it. Let's make a winner before any of those other things happen. Hello, who's this? This is Elizabeth. How are you? What's your name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Andrew. How you doing? Praise the Lord. How are you? I'm doing great. We'd like to make you a winner. Is that okay with you? I'm blessed. Okay. Wawar Duncan, your call. Okay. Which one you want, Wawar Duncan? Which one you want, huh? (laughs) Uh, you choose. It doesn't matter. My husband works very hard. Decisions, decisions. Well, this will cover some coffee for his, his morning coffee break the next few days, all right? That works. Thank Excellent. You. Thanks for calling. They'll put you on hold, and Joe will grab your info. We'll mail that out to you tomorrow. And uh, we'll go to a short break. We'll come back in a moment with uh, Loretta Swift. And then we'll continue our conversation from there. Looking forward to having Daryl Dash, also the author, has a cool book out. He's a pastor from Toronto, uh, How to Grow. It's a great book. We're looking forward to chatting with him about that. It's all coming up this hour. You're listening to AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's 410 Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to being joined by author Daryl Dash shortly. It's a book called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. But before that, we're part of a radio tour that Loretta Swit is on. We'll know her from Major Houlihan on MASH. She won a couple of Emmy Awards. Uh, one of just a couple of uh, cast members who were in the first and last episode, the last episode, the most watched in TV history. Uh, Alan Alda was the other who was in the, the very first and last episode. And uh, anyhow, she has a book out, and we're going to be chatting with her about that, just the, the few moments that we have. So we're checking in, linking up, and uh, Philadelphia is on board, Loretta. Philadelphia, not so far away. No. Tomorrow I'm going to be at the Hunt and Fish Club on 44th Street in Manhattan. So grab a bus and come over and see me and meet me and uh, buy a book. Sweethearts, uh, and I'll sign the book. How's that for a plug? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Sweethearts is the charity that the money goes to. So it's perfect. Yeah. Philadelphia, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, and folks, of course, know you from many roles you've played over the years, uh, including in, in uh, MASH. But what they might not know, and as you're kind of jumping in there with, it, that your love for animals and your love for art coming together in this new book, Spitheart. Tell people about the paintings and, and where it came from and, and why you put it out. Uh, there are about 65 paintings of mine in the book, uh, and I've written little anecdotes with each one. Uh, and um, I 
talk a great deal about my activism over the years. There's a list of wonderful organizations I've worked with, uh, what each does, there's different thrust actors and others for animals, for example. Our main thrust is education, spay, neutering, and so forth. And um, I'm vice president of Actors and Others for Animals, main office in California. Okay. I'm going to see them at the end of the month for uh, board meetings. So there, there's, a, as an example, by the way, our oldest shelter in Manhattan. Uh, last year, they placed seven dogs for me and two cats. They're absolutely remarkable, wonderful. I will take myself over to the shelter sit in the cat room and I'll do sketches of their cats and I'm working on producing something it's called a scratch pad okay <laughs> and uh, it'll have it'll have uh, my drawings of the cats at by the we and so forth and so on so all of this kind of is fun information and you get in the book and um, get to know me I guess a little bit better I've been painting sketching and drawing since I won a, an art prize when I was six. Wow. So I've been doing this for a long time, but it's only now uh, it's come full circle into fruition. I'm painting what I love most, putting it into a book, and the proceeds of the book go into my charity, which is Sweethearts Animal Alliance. Okay. And um, the money goes to uh, benefit animals, uh, whatever I can do to help make it better sure. and, and pay them back for their, for their unconditional service and love. To us, my my main object these days is to bring back any dogs left behind in Afghanistan. Bring them back, let them finish their tour of duty here, let them become an animal companion to a family, let them become a service animal to a retired vet or whatever. So that's great. So there's there are always programs. There's always something to do, and we always need. Funding, that's my main thing, raising money and, um, and making sure we've got enough to go around to help at the cause. Loretta Swit, our guest, known for, among other things, her role as Major Houlihan on MASH, won a couple Emmy Awards and played in a lot of other TV shows like Hawaii Five O and the Match Game and Muppet Show, all kinds of things. One thing folks may not be as aware of, your love for animals and art. And they're coming together in this new book, Sweetheart. Where did your love for animals come from, would you say, and just wanted to take care of them and protect them? I, I think that I just grew up loving, loving animals. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad told me that I was in a stroller, like a little baby baby, and if I'd see a dog, I'd just go crazy. Donkey, 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 <laughs> donkey, 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 donkey. And um, I, I grew up seeing the dark side. And I learned from that. I learned what not to do. I don't think there was care and love that was rampant uh, in my area of growing up. I don't think people were as aware yeah. of what they were doing or how, how unkind uh, it was. And uh, I didn't wake up one day and say, gee, I think I'm going to do this. There was a need there it yeah. was there before i had the thought and i just instinctively went to fill that need growing up and there was never a transition for me i was just always into joining clubs or movements to make it better for animals i always recognized 
our bonding and recognized what animals do for us, how they serve us and continue to serve us. All you have to do is talk to a member of the canine team, the one that, the member that talks, and they'll tell you what their battle dog has done. Yeah. Uh, I have a photograph of a police chief uh, putting a medal on a police dog. I was on a flight just recently, and across from me on the other aisle, I, had, I saw this woman with a small terrier on her lap, and it was wearing a vest that said it was a service dog. So I couldn't help but ask her what, what service the little terrier provided, and she's, she reached into her bag and took out her medicine. She said, she tells me when to take my medicine. She instinctively knows if I'm going to have a seizure. She knows before I do. Mm. And, you know, part of what I do is educate. I think the book educates somewhat and tells you what you can do and, and what is there to be done. You know, so I take great pleasure in that, uh, getting the word out. I know you have a full day today. Thanks so much, Loretta. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Loretta Swit, Major Houlihan on MASH. Uh, we are on a, a list of folks that every now and again we'll get a get a call and say, you got five or six or ten minutes, and I'm watching my clock, and it's all the time we have. But I'm glad to have a chance just to start building some bridges, and you never know what will turn up. Sometimes we have an opportunity to dig a little deeper. Um, you may remember we had uh, Jody Benson, Little Mermaid, otherwise known as, on the other day and got a chance to dig further. And uh, so little by little, build some bridges and you could pray for this program if you think of it, because it'd be nice to have a chance. I got a whole list of people in my head. I'd love to have uh, on over time and hopefully we conduct ourselves well. And, and the uh, folks scheduling these things say, Hey, they, they handle things well there in Philly and, and we're good to uh, start feeding more opportunities our way. So, in any case, it's uh, it's part of the umbrella. I've said this before. I'll say it again. John 3.16 applies to the world. That for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so my hope is that as the program grows, and for our station really, that we would we would remember that message. And uh, you know, radio is a private medium. Uh, there are people who listen to the station who are listening to be fed, if you will, and they want to grow. There are other people who may be just investigating, thinking a little bit. What's that all about? And um, so, anyway, I have some. I have some guests. Uh, you know, future guests. We have a bunch of folks coming up. Uh, I will tell you as an example. There's a friend of mine. We went to church together. And this will give you a little more insight into things. He, uh, we both grew up in the same church, and his parents loved the Lord a lot. But he himself never really latched onto that. And we've been going back and forth through Facebook. We're friends. We've been messaging each other. And he said, "I'll be glad to." join you on the show. I said, you know, why don't you come on? Let's talk about that. Like kind of what goes through your mind? Well, you know, we both heard the same pastor. We both heard the same messages in a lot of ways. We're in the same youth group. And, uh, and so, and he's still open because every now and again, he'll say things like, I kind of wish that that message I heard when I was a kid was true. And, uh, for various reasons, didn't lock onto it. So, uh, I think it's interesting to be able to talk with folks and, and just do a lot of listening actually, and see what they have to say and where they're coming from. If you listen, you can learn. So we're looking forward to that coming up, hopefully in the next week or two. Uh, in the meantime, in the next few moments, we're joined by author Daryl Dash. He's a pastor north of the border, and he has a book called How to Grow, which I was going through, and it's really cool, uh, both what it says on a grand level, but also on a very basic level. So we'll chat with him, and I'll probably have a couple copies to give away as well. So coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com.
It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 423 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Author Daryl Dash has a book out called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. We uh, give a copy or two of that away, but we first want to get into the book. What is it about? So that way you can know if you want to win it. But I'm telling you, I think you will. Pastor uh, Daryl, hello. Hey, yes, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. How's the weather there? Uh, it's messy. Where are you at right now? We're in Toronto. Yes. I actually have a brother-in-law. His name is John Vanderkruck. He was on the show last week. He runs a place called Hortico near Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hear good things about him. Yeah, the plant, you know, all the roses and all that. It was kind of neat to have him on and share about, uh, give us some gardening tips, but also obviously as a, from a Christian perspective. Just God's creation yeah. and all the variety. That's very cool. That's neat. Yeah, I remember reading you pastor a church in Toronto. I was thinking, I wonder if you know or have heard of Hortico. And the... So that's neat. I have, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a small Christian world up here, so <laughs> we tend to hear about each other pretty pretty uh, often. Yeah, and it's also a hot... Are you a hockey fan by chance? Is that a common question? I am, although, to be honest, it's hard to be a hockey fan here. Yeah, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're doing better. But they're, you know, it's been over fifty years since we've won anything, so it is kind of difficult. It's amazing the heritage that they have. Yeah, have you been to a game ever? I, I, I in Philadelphia, I, I've covered uh, the Flyers, and I've, when the Maple Leafs have been in town, I actually, for my radio job, have uh, gone down there the last twenty plus years periodically, just part time. So yeah. Uh, but it's it's cool to see some of the the storied franchises when the Canadians come in town. Uh, it, there's there's an extra you know sense of history going on. I love the I love the Flyers too. They're really good. They're doing well this year. They absolutely are. Yeah. They're. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're doing well lately. I should say they were they struggled and they got rid of their coach and they brought a new guy in and a new goalie and it's it's on the upswing. So you know what I love? I love the. Uh, the original teams, there's just something magic about them. So I really like that. Yeah. Yep. The Red Wings. Really one of the original? They're not one of the original. I guess the original six was with Detroit, Toronto, Montreal, the Rangers, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the other two. The Flyers came in the league in the '60s, uh, but they're still, you know, one of the one of the first dozen or so that were around. Yeah. It's certainly got a storied history. Yeah. Blackhawks would be the other Chicago. And I'm trying to think of who else has hoisted the cup. Well, it's so. good to talk to a hockey fan. There it's you good. go. Let's talk about your book, How to Grow. Uh, where did this come from yeah. for you as far as, as uh, you know, how long did it take you to write in the sense of, you know, from the what you were learning in it and, uh, and then yeah. the time it took to put it down? Yeah. So what happened was uh, my wife and I, we began to talk about, uh, she worked for a nutrition coaching company and... It was interesting because there, you know, I, th- I thought it was actually pretty sketchy when I heard that she was working for them. Yeah. And I began to see the difference that it was making in her life and other people's lives. And uh, we began to think some of the principles of how they just took nutrition science and made it accessible for people and helped them to make change in their lives. We began to realize, like, man, we got to make the gospel. we got to translate it from being this theological concept into... You know, how do people actually take the gospel and apply it to their lives? So, yeah, we began thinking about it. That would have been, man, I think about three years ago, three. And then I, I eventually just 
sat down and put a book proposal together and began to bang away at the manuscript. And so, yeah, it, it began as a bit of a exploration of how we could grow. I'm a church planter, so how can we apply some of those lessons within our church plant? Interesting. Very interesting. Daryl Dash yeah. is our guest. He's the author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. Readers are going to learn about why habits are important and how to build them in your book and which ones to focus on first. Unpack that a little bit, if you will, just where the gospel goes as far as you know, why those habits are important to have in our lives, and, and then how do you go about actually building them? You know, they began to uh, really look at the power of habits, and I know, you know, I, I, I tend to be somebody who very deliberately lives by habits, and uh, the good thing is I'm in relationship with a lot of people who really struggle with habits, and, and they would say they're not very good at habits, but I realize we live a good chunk of our lives, up to 40 to 50% of our lives kind of on autopilot by habit. Hmm. And uh, habits are really a way of uh, almost automating things that happen automatically in our lives. So we don't actually have to think about them. They just become second nature. So I, I began to, you know, there's been a lot of good books about habits, began to study what does it take to build habits and what habits actually help us grow spiritually. And then especially like, how do we build habits, even if we think we're not good at habits? So, and then so I devote a chapter to that, and uh, I, I really love the people who read the book and gave me feedback who don't like to build habits, mm. uh, because, you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of the books on spiritual growth are written by people who are just naturally disciplined, or, you know, things come <laughs> easily to them. That's so annoying! Like you read things, <laughs> oh, you like, get up at 5 in the morning and read your Bible, you know, for a couple hours a day, and pray and stuff, and... The rest of us are like, good night. Like, there's not a chance of that happening uh, in my life. So, you know, we talk about things like starting small. Uh, don't try to build massive habits that are going to set you up for failure. And other things like wait to stay clean. So, you know, I know when I tend to break a habit, I go, oh, okay, may as well just give up. Like, there's no hope for me. And, you you, you know, like a diet or whatever, right? Like, I, I just ate something I shouldn't have, so I may as well empty the fridge of all the ice cream now. <laughs> and I think sometimes we're like that spiritually. So, you know, like, oh, I was reading the Bible, I had a one-year plan, and now I've blown it, so I may as well just put the thing away. And I think as Christians, we've got to latch on to grace there, that uh, we can wipe the slate clean, we can begin again tomorrow. Uh, every day is a new day to experience God's grace, so don't get defeated by our setbacks. You know, also knowing ourselves, so my wife, I told her, you got to follow this Bible reading plan. I really like it. And she started to follow it. And about three months later, she told me, you just ruined my Bible, my, my habit of reading the Bible, because you imposed what works for you on me. And that's ridiculous. So I think we've got to, you know, kind of hack ourselves and figure out what works for us and uh, build on what, you know, what works with our personality and life stage. So I've got a whole chapter on, you know, about seven steps on how to build habits, even for people who aren't good at habits. And then I try to narrow down what the habits are to three core gospel habits so that yeah. we're not overwhelmed and that we can, you know, focus on what's most important for us. Yeah, well, and you you, you said something very uh, key there. Secondly, Daryl Dash is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL. Uh, how to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life is the book. Um, you talk, I think the, the part you talked about just now in terms of developing habits Developing, I think, rules of life was one of the parts of the book I, when I was reading through. And the, and the impression I got, you just kind of confirmed for me, that, that you find things that you might 
It's not about that they're right or wrong in and of themselves. It just might be something that works for you. When it comes to working out, as an example, my wife likes the outdoors and just likes to walk or, or jog or whatever it is. Whatever we're going to do, she wants to be outside. I want to be on a treadmill with numbers and the sense of accomplishment. And so sometimes, uh, you know, it, the important thing there is it's not that either one is okay. It's great if you're doing either one. But support the other person if that's what they want to do. And don't make it sound like, well, it's the lesser if you choose to work if you're outside. Honey, how can you know how far you're going? Or she's like, why well, have to be inside in a sweaty gym? You know, support the person because <laughs> that's how they're, they thought it through. It's part of what you're saying, right? Think through uh, and discover. Maybe, hey, this is easier for me. If I do it this way, it works. Yeah, I think, you know, like the, the whole rule of life thing, uh, there's certain things that all of us need to do. And yet the way we do that is different. So, you know, we've got to figure out, like, what works for me. And so, you know, an example would be reading scripture. I, I don't think that's actually uh, optional if we want to grow as believers. Every believer I know does that. And yet the way we do that is very different. Right. I talked to one guy and he, he could never get in the habit of reading the Bible. He just found it really difficult. And so for him, he just started going for walks and he'd plug in an audio Bible and listen to it for, you know, as long as his walk was. And he said, that completely changed my uh, walk with God, just that I figured a way that works for me rather than the way that other people told me I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Dash, author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. You have a little more time to chat with Daryl. Uh, do have our toll-free number handy, though. We're going to ask you to call in in a little while to win a copy of his book at 800-560-WFIL. Not yet, but soon. 800-560-9345. Back in just a moment on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 435 AM560 WFIL. WFIL.com. Association and windy indeed. Cloudy too. Hold on to your hat. You can see our lawn furniture in our backyard. I don't even bother picking it up anymore. Every time I look out our window, it's been blown over by the wind. Four or five chairs just on their backs. I'd say, you know, it's just going to be easier to lie on my back and look at the stars and use the chair that way. Picking them up is fruitless at this point. Eventually, skies will clear tonight, low 28. Tomorrow's sunny, high 46. On the cloudy side, Friday, high 57. It'll get colder again this weekend in the 30s and 40s, so... Kind of up and down all over the place. Flyers 5-4 winners over Minnesota last night. James Van Riemsdyk, couple of goals. They're actually down 3-1, rallied to win. Nice job by them. As they continue marching toward the playoffs, perhaps. Sixers lost a close one, 112-109 to Boston. Phillies, pitchers and catchers are doing the workout thing. The full team gets rolling, I think it's on Monday, in Clearwater. Phillies signing an extension with Aaron Nola, their star pitcher. Four-year extension. The fifth-year club option. So they're shoring up their core for the next five years, it looks like. And in football, the Ravens look like they have a deal in place to trade Joe Flacco, who won a Super Bowl with them some years back, but has been uh, supplanted by a rookie. I think it's Lamar uh, Jackson. Denver Broncos are going to be the team where he heads to, but they can't make that trade for a few weeks yet till the NFL League season gets started. We continue our conversation with author Daryl Dash. He's written a book called How to Grow. We're going to give a copy of that away in just a little bit. Applying the gospel to all of your life. And as you were writing this book, Daryl, part of what the book comes down to this one part where you say, no matter how much we grow, we'll never grow beyond 
building three basic gospel habits, right? Yeah, and, and Tim, this is kind of funny because, you know, I, I, I set out to write a book about how to grow, and uh, I began to think about, you know, what are the things we need to grow? And basically, the, the three habits that uh, we came up with, and I did a lot of study, you know, there's uh, LifeWay has done studies to kind of back up the uh, effectiveness of these, these three habits, but the three are read or listen to the Bible, pray, and participate in worship and community within a church. And, you know, so it's kind of embarrassing because, I, like, how do we grow? Read the Bible, pray, and go to church. It's not that revolutionary, right? <laughs> it's a one-page uh, book. Didn't really need it's a, book. a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. And yet the, the reality is I find that a lot of us aren't doing that. So here's the irony of the book. It's like what I'm talking about, it's not new. It is the stuff that we know we need to do. And I, I think that the book is just like if we focus on these key things and uh, we use them as a way to pursue God and then figure out how it works in our life, we'll be on the path of growth. But it's not, it's not revolutionary. Like, I have not discovered anything new. This is what, you know, Christians throughout the centuries have been talking about as important things we need to do. But yet the reality is I find we're not doing it, or at least we're not doing it uh, consistently within our lives, even though we know those are the right things to do. Daryl Dash, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. The book is called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. And those three very uh, basic gospel habits, reading or listening to the Bible, praying and pursuing worship and fellowship within a church community. Uh, and those are so basic, like you said, they're right in front of you. And, and maybe it's just human nature to be like, yeah, I get it. I know that. But what else is there? So this is not a book that's going in that direction. You're, you really want to draw people back to those fundamentals. But do you find that as you've talked with people, sometimes they just think it's too basic? Like, I already know that. And, you know, you have to remind me, do you really know that? Like, how are you – what are you actually doing? Like, tell me – so let's talk about those three things you think you know so much about. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like – again, I'll go back to nutrition. Uh, the key to nutrition, all of us know what that is, right? It's like we need to we need to take in – you know, good nutrition, and it has to be uh, less than what we expend. So that's the way to lose weight. And yet the reality is it's incredibly complicated to work out in terms of everyday practice. So, you know, there's this huge gap. We know what to do, but the challenge is how do we actually do this? How do we build these habits in our lives? And so this is the thing. I just look at people I admire who grow spiritually, and, you know, I name some people in the book, I discovered they've actually built these habits into these lives. And here's the thing, you can do them. And, I, you know, I woke up this morning. I did not feel like reading the Bible or praying, to be honest. I just felt like I wanted to serve Facebook and do other things. There's not an immediate payback for doing it. And yet over, you know, months or years or decades of doing this, as we pursue God, it actually changes who we are from the inside out. So, yeah, I think it's just... Uh, we know what we need to do. Actually doing them is something completely different. So part of what I do in the book is just remind people it's not glorious. It doesn't look like a lot, and yet it really does change us. Uh, by the way, I, I want to add to that. My one caveat to that is I think the Pharisees were really good at keeping these habits, but they completely missed the point. So, uh, you know, the power really isn't the habits themselves. The habits are just a means to pursuing God. They're very valuable. And yet, you know, we need to be careful we don't miss the point and make the habits the point. The point is God. These are mainly uh, tools to get to God rather than uh, things that are actually effective on their own. 
I mean, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so I, I just think, you know, as we're thinking about doing, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for my wife. And uh, in the end, you know, buying her roses or a card or dinner, those aren't what make a good marriage, but they're a good means to pursuing her. You know, if, if I just do them without uh, actually pursuing her heart, they're just useless. They're, they're just means to an end, and the end is, you know, building a strong relationship with her. So, That's great. yeah, I mean, it's important for those of us that a lot of us fall into the danger of just checking boxes. So, you know, in the morning we'll read our Bible or we'll pray. And then it'll be like, man, half an hour later, I don't even know what I read. I just checked a box and I've done it, but I, I wasn't really pursuing God through that. So I, I think that's a good reminder for those of us that do the activity but forget the goal. Don't just do it as a, a way to check the box. It's actually got to be a way of pursuing the relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure there are going to be times where you still won't remember, even though you're being intentional, but at the same time, your point's well taken. The spirit in which you approach those disciplines, you want it to be more than just I'm showing up to knock it out and say I did it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Daryl Dash is with us, the author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. So far we talked about kind of like family and how it pertains to your individual self, but I know you're also a pastor of a church, Liberty Grace in Toronto, and uh, and you want this book to also apply to things like, hey, kids, when you go to church, you go to youth group or youth ministry, you're working in that with those kids. This is more than having a bunch of programs, so we say we're doing church here. How do you apply this uh, book or talk, talk about that in terms of how folks who are listening, maybe in church leadership, could benefit? Yeah, so, you know, for me, this is a, a really helpful, uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest, this is why I wrote the book. As a pastor, uh, we're in Liberty Village. Uh, we pastor young professionals, so where we are, people are fairly secular, and uh, they're not, they don't have these habits. And for me, I really needed to figure out, how can I help our people within the Church to grow? How can I simplify? How can I help them to translate the Gospel into their lives? And uh, I think that one of the challenges is, you know, we're trying to do a hundred things. We're trying to figure out all kinds of strategies. This really simplifies things to, man, I need to, you know, I, I need to emphasize the right few habits, and I need to be you know, investing my life and helping my people build those habits, and then pouring my life and influencing them. So, yeah, I think this simplifies and hopefully encourages people. So one of the things is, as I mentioned in the book, uh, I think every church is already doing these things, and it's almost doubling down on, like, these are the things that matter. Don't get discouraged and think you need to add a whole bunch of extra things. As you said earlier, let's just focus on the basics and make sure we're really working them well. And then realizing that, uh, as I finished the book, I think if I'm allowed to have a favorite chapter in the book, I tell the story of a church where I grew up where this, things were pretty simple. Things were basic. It wasn't a fancy church. There was a lot wrong with the church. And yet the people there loved God and loved me. And by modeling these habits, they've changed my life. So, you know, I, I end the book trying to encourage people, if you're practicing these habits and you genuinely love other people, and you're investing in them. Even if your life is weak, even if your church isn't that impressive, your life will make a difference, and you will have that same impact on other people that probably you won't even realize in your lifetime, but mm-hmm. uh, in eternity you'll realize the impact you had on others. Daryl Dash is an author and a pastor. The book is called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. We have one more break to take, and when we come back, we'll wrap up our chat. We'll also give away a copy of the book, have our toll-free number ready to go, 800-560-WFIL. 
800-560-9345. We'll ask you to call in in just a few moments here on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 449 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Author Daryl Dash, our guest. How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. Covered a lot of ground in our chat together. Uh, what I like about your book, one thing is just you do boil it down and say, Page 115 says, no matter how much we grow, we'll never grow beyond building three basic gospel habits, reading or listening to the Bible, praying, and pursuing worship and fellowship within a church community. So it's a simple thing, but in terms of refocusing on that, let's do those things, not just for those things, really ultimately to know God. So that, that's that been a great reminder. But also what's kind of neat, on page 140, you, you, you tackle some topics throughout the book, but on page 140, you have a section called, look after your body for example. And, um, you know, it's fundamental, not easy to do. Talk about that, if you would, just how related things that people may underestimate actually can have a spiritual effect. Yeah. You know, it's interesting for my wife, Charlene, I, I mentioned she's very different from me with habits. Uh, it, she just, it, I think for her, she would say she's not very good at it. And when she began to, you know, she experienced a transformation in her, her physical fitness and all of a sudden, it began to spill over into her relationship with God. And so she would say for her that the gateway, the doorway to a deeper relationship with God was actually when she began to develop more discipline in her uh, physical fitness and her nutrition and exercise. And that kind of makes sense. I think sometimes we approach ourselves as if we're disembodied souls, almost like we can grow the spiritual part of us. But God created us as integrated human beings. You know, we've got a body, we've got all kinds of things going on in relationships and work. And uh, God doesn't just want to grow our spiritual side. There really isn't a spiritual side. It's like that's everything, all of life. Hmm. Yeah, so I think we've just got to recover. Like God wants my work. God wants my nutrition. God wants, you know, every part of me. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, And then also just to realize we will grow. Like one part will touch the other. So, if we grow spiritually, that will begin to impact everything about our lives. So I'm with you. I mean, I've got, I've got, I was stepped on the scale. I need to work a little bit more. But I think of what D.A. Carson said, like sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do isn't necessarily to pray another half an hour, but get an extra half an hour's worth of sleep. Yeah. You know, sometimes we've got to pay attention to our physical condition and the impact that's having on our spiritual condition. And Everything's interrelated. We've got to pay attention to all of it. Who had said that again? Uh, what was the name? It was in your book. I saw I forgot the name. Yeah, theolo- this is a theologian, Don Carson, D.A. Carson, one of the top theologians. So yeah. I'm really encouraged by that. One of the smartest people I know says, get some more sleep sometimes. If you're sleep-deprived, you can't really be an effective Christian. You're going to just be cranky. So, you know, the same way, like, if you're abusing your body, not sleeping enough, maybe drinking too much coffee— that will have an effect on your spiritual life. So yeah. it's good. Well, I, I, it's neat to see because you touch on these topics that often I don't think people will uh, delve into as much. But you keep bringing it back to really what's the main thing here and getting back to the basics. So thanks for writing it. Yeah, no, it's a privilege. I, I really enjoyed writing it. I, I I love like all authors. I love getting good reviews. But I think the most encouraging thing has been people who don't like reading books usually. We say, man, it's been so helpful. I couldn't put it down. And so that encouraged me. I actually want to see it used by people who are hungry to grow. And uh, that's been really cool to see. 
Amen. Last question for you. And we're chatting with Daryl Dash, the author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. Those three basic gospel habits, reading or listening to the Bible, praying and pursuing worship and fellowship within the church community. That third one about pursuing uh, worship and fellowship in a church community, sometimes I know people will, among other things, they'll church hop, they'll say they'll stay home because they don't need it or for different reasons, or they'll, or they'll go sporadically. Tell us what, you know, you're, and especially as a pastor, what you've noticed over the years, obviously not naming names, but maybe you, you know people who come in and out all the time and, and the importance of, hey, even if it's just for the hour and knowing you're going to be there and you're going to see some of the same people, even just to say hello, how important that can be. Sam Alberry makes a statement that uh, we underestimate uh, the impact that we, we can have just by being intentional, showing up at church. And I love that quote. The, the thing about participating in a church community is it's costly, it's inconvenient, it's frustrating sometimes. And yet, sh- just showing up on a week-by-week basis uh, and showing up with the intention not just of being fed, but now that's important, I don't want to put that down, but more than being fed, actually having an impact on others. We can't underestimate the importance of doing that. So, you know, who was it that said 90% of success is just showing up? Sometimes I think just showing up regularly, even when we don't feel like it, you know, it's that week by week, you know, just this slow drip, 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 the impact on our lives is huge. And also the impact we can have on others is huge. Hmm. So, you know, I see it. We have a little church. Uh, we're a church plant. It's a kind of a tough community to plant a church. And yet the people that we just have a new couple that they've showed up regularly for, I think it's been about three months now. And every week I just look at them. I'm amazed by the impact they're having on others because they show up looking to have that impact. And it makes a huge difference. Hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for taking time, sir. God bless you. Keep up the good work there. And uh, it's so good to talk to you. Yeah. Go Maple Leafs. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thanks so much. You stay warm there. I'll do my best. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Daryl Dash, author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. Hey, Joe, he's a, he's a pastor. He, he, could, he could pray for the Maple Leafs, right? He could, they need a little, little help. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> not even. Yeah, maybe not. So, uh. So that's good. I like I like a lot of what he had to say. And we have a copy of his book to give away. If you would like a copy, give me a quick call at 800-560-WFIL, 800-569-345, and uh, we'll hook you up, 800-560-WFIL. Daryl Dash, again, the author, and the book is called How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Your Life. I also have... Uh, Four rounds of, this is completely different, but I've, I mentioned this before because I have a few of these to hand out. If you are a forward-thinking kind of person who likes to get out in the golf course, I do have four rounds of golf to the Rising Sun course. It's the Chesapeake Bay Golf Club. It's a championship golf course, and uh, it's valid most of the time, weekdays and weekends after, noon, after 12 o'clock. So you pretty much could use it any time, and it, it's good for the next few months. So if you want to, believe it or not, warm weather will eventually be here. So if you would like to uh, to uh, you know win a copy uh, of uh, four of those, we're happy to hook you up with that too. Hello, what's your name? Hi, this yeah? is your daughter. My daughter? You can't win anything. Why not? Because it's not legal. You're supposed uh, to be doing um, homework right now anyway. <laughs> hey, Joe. 
My my daughter Tessa, do you want to come join me sometime for the pun segment? Yes, but you took my pun, and I don't really appreciate that. Yeah, she, the pun was the transformer one we did the other day, Joe, where the guys the girlfriend broke up with. The, why don't you tell it since you're here? For I'm those, gonna mess it up. No, you won't mess it up. You gotta turn the radio right. down though. Um, you sound echoey. I know it's because I'm near the radio. I'm well, listening to. Well, turn it down. See, this is Radio 101. Where are the parents with these kids, Joe? I don't understand. Go ahead, tell your pun. It's not our famous Friday show yet, but go ahead and tell it. Okay. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend because he was pretending to be a transformer. And you know what he told me? What? He said, "No way, I can change." <laughs> but um, psh, Joe, where's the sound effect? He can't find the sound effects. But it was oh, funny. Well. Yeah, so I used that last Friday. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you, sweetheart. Looking forward to dinner. And you know what we're having? Um, no. All right. Well, there's still time to work. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, Joe, for the rim shot seven hours later. All right, honey. Give Mom a hug and Theodora and Tori Joy, and we'll catch you later, okay? Okay, bye. All right, sweetheart. Yeah, Joe, I didn't tell you, but I told her that I played the uh, – I used her pun on our punny segment last Friday, and she was not happy. You used my pun? So she may come in studio, as has become customary for our kids. Lately, Theodora was here to help interview Jody Benson, the you know, Little Mermaid Ariel, uh, a couple of days ago. So I would like to have my daughter in here. Uh, you know, I've been doing radio for a lot of years, and I, I enjoy having an opportunity to introduce my family to the audience. And I hope over time, as we give things away and as we have theme days where you can call in that we get to know you too we're hoping to have um, along those lines just a quick note our engineer renee uh, tetro is his name he's been doing engineering and doing radio and keeping us on the air for many years and has worked in radio for about 40 years and he is wrapping up his uh, his time here at the radio station in a couple of days and so he'll be one of our guests we are hoping to have him on tomorrow or the day after uh, give you some insight into how the radio station works, and he's got a lot of great stories to tell, part of our WFIL family. So I look forward to that. In any case, we'll turn things down for now. I'm going to pass it over to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. And then the Lord will see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.